Hallelujah. If it is our vision to establish an assembly in the ministry that will outlive us, I'm picking every word I'm saying today with great carefulness. Then we have to be ready to sacrifice a lot. We have to sacrifice a lot. When I say sacrifice, don't think about money. I don't want people thinking about money. I'm talking about yourself. If God can have you, he can have your money too. A lot of sacrifice of time, convenience, and so on and so forth. I had early on said something that we'll be doing a series of fastings. It's not punishment. You've been fasting before. But now the dimensions of the fast will be that we'll come and stay here. We've got to soak this soil certain things. Amen. And it calls for your promptness in response to the things that we want you to do. My challenge with many of you is that you don't come on Thursdays. On Sundays, we rush through what we want to teach. On Thursdays, possibly we have time to do one or two things. On Friday, we had time of question and answers here. In the night when we came in for the half, half night it was not even half night it was just three hours so maybe it's a quarter or whatever night but you didn't come you stayed at home if you envisage if you are looking to the future then a lot of sowing must be done now you sow your time you sow your convenience you sow everything so that years to come, maybe some of us must have gone already, and you'll be able to say that, thank God, that I was part of the foundation of this work. All the big, big assemblies you are seeing now, genuinely established, began in a very small way, but with deep commitment. If somebody tells you now that Pastor Otabel and his team had to move so many times and no man of strife you may not believe it because of what you are seeing now the reason why assemblies of God only gives logo to their pastors is that they are established so all you need to do is to put your samples there something something assemblies of God finto Anyone who has been to assembly before will come in and then from there you begin to build up. But your church is yet to develop, to develop that kind of thing. And you've got to make sure you make it happen. Otherwise, just come in on Sunday and go back. That's not how to build a church. That's not how to build it. The pastors are doing their best teaching, all that should be taught and beyond. But if the heart is not here, it's like pouring water upon rocks. 
I know you mean well, but I want you to put in a little more. Amen. Now, because of this, just to begin it for us to enter into the next year, beginning from next Sunday after service, and if I'm the one that will preach on Sundays, I want to promise you that I will not say beyond my time. I know you don't believe it, but it's okay. I'll make you believe it later. Right. So, beginning from next Sunday, after service, we'll have one hour of leadership training here. It is compulsory for all day workers, all pastors, all heads of various units. When I say heads, I mean the executive, whatever, of all the units. You just have got to be here. But it will be very wise for everybody to sit down. And let's go through. We'll do well to come up with an outline for each meeting. So when you leave here, you can go through some of those things. Everybody has a potential leader. Everybody has the capacity to start a church. But when you have not gone through certain things, when you start a church, you want it to grow the next moment. And it doesn't work like that. So I want you to be part of it. All the things that we've been doing before, we want to bring them back. Teach all that we need to teach. And then make sure our structures are strengthened. And then we'll enter the year 2021 with that kind of preparation. Amen. Amen. Now, no matter how much prayer you do, asking God to increase is you, if there is nothing on ground to receive the people, God is not a waster. He won't waste his time. It's just like praying to God that God should bless your business, and yet there's no business. God doesn't pour what money from above. He blesses the work of your hands. So when there is nothing doing, don't expect the blessing. So there must always be a point where God can pour his blessings upon. And we have the capacity to do that. Praise God. Uh, very, very important. There are other things that we will talk about later. But for now, what is upmost in my heart and um, that kept me awake throughout the night is to make sure that we squeeze ourselves through a meal and make us stand and know what we are doing. All that I'm doing now is to leave behind a legacy. If God gives me 50 years more, it will still end. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it will be a sad situation for me to know I'm about to go and yet nothing much has been done. So those of you who don't understand me, understand me today. Because I'm going to be harder than before. You understand me? Try to understand today. That's why I'm talking like this. Amen. In the night we said something about we have been here long for we came before you. That mentality. Remove it from your head. Nobody came before anybody. In the mind of God, he knew you would be here. So he knew you are here. But you came in late. But not before God. He, you are not late. You come in and then you, you, you begin to do what you are supposed to do. 
you will surely have shine. I don't know when I did that kind of talk. And I told them about one friend in Nigeria who runs a ministry. And it was one boy in the church, in the assembly. One boy. He was a teenager when I went to minister there. You know Dr. Ibenu? Bishop Ibenu. One small boy. I went there to teach in his church. And then the Lord showed me that boy. He said, that is the one who would take over the mantle from my servant. I said, I'm, I'm, I don't think you are the one speaking. Because I just could not believe it. One small boy like that. In appearance, he didn't qualify. In everything that I think I knew, I wouldn't pick somebody like that. But God said, that is the person. So, after the meeting, I told him, I said, Doc, this is what God told me. I'm not too sure if it is palatable to you. He said, speak. I told him. He laughed. He had one very dangerous laughter. If, if you are not careful, you will fall. He laughed like that. And then he said, God just sent you to come and confirm because I've been battling over that boy's issue. So when God told me, I didn't believe it. But for you to not come and say it again, then that is the issue. Small boy, he met adults in that place. But God's program is not the way men see it. So your time of coming in here is the time for you to come and play your part. So it's not when somebody came in and when nobody came in. Because if you came in about 10 years ago and you are not effective, what would you want me to do? What would anybody do with you? So let us, let us be focused on this work and let us know that we, we want to leave something better behind when our days on earth here are ended. So those who will be here will have something to do. With all respect to everybody here, I've said this over and over again, and I want to repeat today. Next year, next year, part of our program is expansion. Part of our program is expansion. We will start churches. You can't start a church when you are afraid to talk to two people. You want a crowd. They don't fall from heaven with all respect. You have to begin from somewhere. My friend Frank was preaching to chairs. You go and do the sweeping himself. Dust. And as he'll be singing. And then you stand on the pulpit and be preaching, sweating, going up and down. He said, hallelujah. Then he'll say amen. One person. I've told you before. One old man passed by. He stood and looked at him. He, he, had, he pitied him out of pity. So he left and went to another old man, his friend, and brought him. So the two of them came to sit the next Sunday. He was busy talking. He knew there was nobody there. He opened his eyes. He saw two old men there. After the service, he ran to the house. He used to call me a man of names. He said, it has started. I said, you are blind. It started long ago. Because he didn't have anywhere. Where he was, was abandoned in a bush. And God led you to that place. Started from that time. And now see yourself. Gradually, gradually. When his time was due, the Lord called him home. A younger person, more, much more younger than myself. But the wife is doing a great work. Vibrant. Two years ago, when we went to Nigeria, we went to visit her. 
in their church. Very powerful lady. Doing great work. But very tender. Very tender. When they married, she was very small. KK's sister. So how God operates, consider yourself that this is a theater, a theater, and it's your turn. You come, you do your own with all of your might. When they attend the story of the, of the, of the, of the drama, they will never forget you. This is the thing I want you to know. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Until you take a step, you wouldn't be too sure that you have feet. Did you hear what I said? Until you take a stop, you will never be too sure that you have feet and that your knees are strong. It is when you take a step and there's a shaking and you still stand. Yes. How will you know the giftings that you carry if you don't go to the field? It's not shown in the room. It's on the field. And you've got to go there. Everybody should get ready. Get what? Ready. One, two, three, four people go to the so and so side, go and do your search, get a place, you start a church. So you do evangelism, will give you time to do evangelism, gather people. If you have 10 people responding and you take them through foundation school, the church has started. You may not get all the help you need from here. You may not get all the help you need from here. And we are not the owners of the business. The owner of the business knows how to meet your needs. You understand? Because of this kind of project and the Bible school, I said, let me go and do sharpen my edges here and there. So I went to one school. <laughs> the very first day I got there, one man came. He said, he said sir, are you sure you will do this? Program? I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. The next time he came to me, about some 30 minutes later, he came with a receipt. He's going to do part payment of my, my fees. Yes. There is nothing God cannot do if you have vision for it. If you have what? Vision. And because of that vision, I don't see myself as old. My son asked me, can you do it? Okay. I'm combining two major degrees together. It's, it's not something that um, sit down there and begin to play tricks. So the age has reduced by 20. Whether they like it or not, it shall be done. And this work must move to where it has to move. To. Amen. So put down every weight. You have been around this mountain for too long. It is time to move. That is enough for now. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Are you with me here? Yes, yeah. Don't let it look like all these years, nothing has been done here. A lot has been done. But when we stand together with understanding, we will forge ahead. That's what we are doing here. Amen. So please patronize these meetings that we're going to be having. There's something I know about you, and it's so glad, it's, it's heartwarming. Anytime we close service, some of you stay here for about three or four hours. So instead of the out of your four hours or three hours, give me one. Just one hour. And then we'll be moving and be going from stern to stern. Amen.
It takes knowledge. It takes insight. It takes sharpness of the spirit for you to advance in life. And you are going to make it. This is a very great assembly that's spreading all over the place. In the name of Jesus Christ. But it shall not be wishing. It shall be action. Amen. Amen. All right. So let me share briefly with you our emphasis for November. And then when that one is done, I teach a little on feet washing. We have our feet washing and the rest of the things will follow. That is when I will take the proper offering for the money. Amen. I don't call it offering. I call it seed. I'll collect your money. I, I like collecting monies. Mm. I should have gone to read economics or accounting so I can take care of your money properly. Amen. Amen. So lead your team to sit down. I'll call you when I'm led. Huh? The feet washing this morning is um, the, that, that for this hall for the adults will be done by the uh, resident pastor and myself who treat everybody's feet here today. And then um, um, Mommy Josephine and uh, her daughter um, Rita will go to their children and attend to their children over there. When they are done, they will join us. But I will treat their feet first before they go. There is something God wants to impart into your life. Be open. Don't let it become one of the usual things. We've been having feet washing before, but today's own is different. The expectancy is so high. And I will believe God that he will touch you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'll think about 15 minutes. Abby, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, just welcome somebody and then sit down. Thank you. Amen. 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 Is there anybody here who has done farming before? Farming? Farming? I heard yesterday some deep, deep, deep. Who? Pastor Day, where did you do the family? Where? In Tamale. Which year was that? From the where? Late 80s into. You were following your, your, your parents to the farm. It's okay. It's okay. All right, so I will ask you later what your farming brought to you. Amen. Great. Why I'm asking this is this. My elder sister who has gone through the Lord and myself used to go to farm with her grandmother and the woman, you know, just created some... some made some demarcations and he said oh this is your own 
and then my sister's own. And my sister will sit on a, on a, a log of wood somewhere with their legs suspended. Suspended. That woman didn't want anything to touch the, the feet. So, I'll be doing my own. When it is time for food, no one, her legs will touch ground. Then harvest time came. And she went to the farm. I didn't go that day. And went to my portion and began to harvest. And I'm a very patient person. I know when to strike. So she managed to bring the thing to the house. And my grandmom told me that she went to your land. I said, there's no problem. I will not take her to the police station because she's a thief. I collected the basket and whatever was inside the basket. That was all. There's a time of harvest. When you don't sow, you don't get. You know the harvest here? When you have been part of the thing and it is working, your excitement, your joy, you can talk about it all would that, would just talk anyhow. Thank God that we're part of this business. That is all the reason why I'm talking the way I'm talking. My sister was not part, but she went to reap. So I collected a thing from, from her. One day I'll tell another story. Don't worry. Another story. But that is it for now. Now, Jesus came to this earth. When you check his miracles, there were those miracles that had to do with nature. They were not healing as it were. But it has to do with nature. Because of what the Lord has said in the Old Testament, which I will read a few with you, and then we go on to look at something I tell you just as the Father sent him from John chapter 20, verse 20 what? 20 what? 21. As the Father has sent him, even so he also has sent us. In the same manner, with the same equipment. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 48, verse 12, can we get this in here? It's not coming today. Jesus is Lord. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 12, and verse 13. Is there any spare microphone? Maxwell. Oh, sorry. Who will read it for me? Who? Who are you pointing to? Gabriel. Read. Isaiah 48. Verse 12 to 13. Verse 12 and 13. Read, please. Remove the mask. Uh -huh. Isaiah 48, verse 12 to 13. I read. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel. My called ones, I am he. I am the first. I also am the last. Yes, 
My hand has laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand forth together to okay. execute my decree. Amen. He, he introduced himself. God introduced himself. I am he. That is the Lord. I am the first. I also am the last. My hand also had laid the foundation of the earth. And my right hand has spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, who are them? The heavens and the earth. They stand up together. When I call the elements, whatever is created, whatever obtains in the heavens, talking about the skies, and whatever is down on this earth and in the sea, when I call them, they stand together. I wield authority over the entirety of the I did it, I created it and laid the foundation with my own hands. I spanned the heavens. It's like roofing it. Whatever is there in that building, when I speak, they respond. God has announced his authority, his kingdom. He announced his sovereignty. That he is, he is the all-powerful God. Everything is under his control. So it's not just the human beings over there, but the elements of nature. The laws of nature. Everything is under his control. Everything. So when I speak, they respond. Also, any assassin, now this is what God talked about himself and Jesus said I and the father we are what? we are one in John chapter 1 gives us an interesting scenario about who Jesus is in relation to the father in the beginning was the word and the word was what? The word was with who? And then? Yes, go ahead. Hello? Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Let's go ahead, beginning from verse 1. Speak out. And? Yes. 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 How many things? How many things? Now, now cast your mind back to Isaiah 48. He said, I laid the foundation, now span the heavens. Everything inside there, I made it. And the Bible said the word. And in verse 14 of that John 1, we are made to know who the word is. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we beheld him, we beheld his majesty, we beheld his authority, his power. As one that came from the Lord. He was full of grace and what? And truth. So Jesus Christ, who was a fugitive of the Father, commanded same authority, same power over nature 
And it's important for us to take note of these things. So it don't look like the issue is about just healing and um, commanding things here and there, but that you have the authority over your environment. Nature. That when it becomes necessary, you command nature to align with you. To make things happen. I told you something when I was transferred to Benin City in Nigeria. My diocesan bishop called me and he said, Fosu, welcome to this place where rain doesn't announce itself before it falls. And he said, if you want to live here and do ministry, you must learn how to stop rain. That, that was his first greeting. And he gave me some scriptures. If you want to operate here, it will rain without clouds, nothing. You will just be there, you hear, boom, then the rain will be on and it comes heavily. Heavily. So now nature appeared to be fighting us. Time for service, the rain will start. When the time for service over, rain will stop. And then you say, it's the devil. No, it's not the devil. Nature is running its own course. It is just that you organize your program into its own course. So what you need to do is to exercise your authority over it. And so it is in diverse areas and diverse times that natural things begin to fight our destiny. And Jesus is saying to us, as I did it, that's how you are going to do it. You'll be able to command these things and there will be a change for it. It is important for us to know that the grace of God upon our lives, the anointing of God does not stop at the point of raising the dead and healing the sick and casting out demons. It is also to call the nature, nature to order. Break, suspend the laws of nature for some things to be done. Do you know that Jesus ascended to heaven? When he was going, where was the gravitational force? Suspended. So what? Suspended. He stood on the mount of oil. He stood on the shoulders of anointing. And he rose and went through. Every other force was put to rest. For that one very significant thing to happen. And it did happen. The same way. God has empowered us by the Holy Ghost to take advantage of nature at all times. But not to play tomfoolery with that one. You don't know me, I can't stop the rain. That's, that is fetish. Anything that is connected to pride and arrogance is not from God. That's why when you use your anointing for fame, I pity you. Because to belong, the F will be removed. And L will be put there. What, it becomes what? Huh? 
fame minus F plus L becomes what? Lame. So you have to be extremely cautious and careful that you don't take advantage of that one. There were some guys in the water region, some Arkansas and northern part of it, some years ago. They were full of this, um, they had this, uh, this their juju thing. A woman will be passing, they will say, this one is wearing red uh, pants. Another one says, it's not red, says it's red. Then they will do their own thing. The woman will just fall, and then they will see the pants. That's all. A pregnant woman was passing, they say, this one, somebody says a male, somebody says a female, somebody says male. The woman fell, and the children came out twins. Chama Rollins went to that place. They would soldiers, they beat them, beat them. When the women would go to farm, they would be outside playing drought and doing all manner of nonsense. I don't want to mention the name of the place, but some of you will know. And when you go to villages, that's how people brag with their juju. But it's not supposed to be so. Your power over nature should not. It should not. So please, what we are talking about here is not going to give you room for you to go and show off. I told them they shouldn't play this match. They said they will play it. I will destroy the match. Let me call rain to come. That is not Christ-like. He didn't do that. Amen. So that's the portion of his life that we want to look at in this month. Exercising his dominion over nature. All to the glory of the Lord. And to the, for the advancement of the kingdom. That is what we want to look at. Now for instance, he was, he was, he went, he was invited to a wedding. In which chapter? Of John's chapter what? Uh-huh. What was the name of the place? Of where? Good. Now he went there. And then the mother walked to him and said, their wine is finished. His initial reaction may sound very odd to many of us, our ears. Woman, look at this small boy calling the mother woman. What do I have to do with you? Sit down. But it wasn't out of disrespect. My time is not yet up. The time for my manifestation is not up yet. At the same time, he could not ignore the mother. And the mother who understood the son said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And Jesus did something that you have to understand today. It's not just the issue of turning water to wine. If you know the process, the brewing of wine, how long it takes, who can tell us? To, to, to produce in wine, wine, good wine. How long will it take? Anybody with an idea? Oh, at least give me an idea. Some hazy. Seth, you don't have an idea? Now, it takes months, some of them a year plus, to get the wine ready for the market. 
they subject the production to all manner of cooling and whatever. So when you take wine, those of you who go to drink wine and forget the percentage of alcohol inside, because they say red wine is good, you carry a whole, a whole glass full. It's good for the heart. It's good for the heart. Now, what they do to get it ready? Why are they calling up your dinner? Well, imagine if you have been doing that one stop. I'm not saying you have one. They are the one talking now. You heard them. The way you have bowed your head like this. Hallelujah. But within some seconds, just one word. After they filled the, the, the pots with water, he said, scoop from there, take from there, and send to the... As the word went on, the process of fermentation was suspended, bypassed. Everything was bypassed. And when the wine got there, the testament that came, that it was the best he had ever seen. And I believe that the celebrant you know, became very famous. How he could get that kind of wine. But he himself didn't know where the wine came from. The MC didn't know. It was just the servants. The stewards. They were the ones that knew. Jesus spoke a word. He didn't command the water to become wine. What was needed was wine, not water. So fill the pot with water and now take from there and give it to the master of ceremonies. That was a risky thing they did. For a steward, servant, we are looking for wine. You are the ones that put the water into the pot and then you go take the same water and you are taking the thing to the steward. You, you are dead. In fact, it's not that they will sack you. They may put you in prison. You've caused the embarrassment, the kind of embarrassment that your boss may not have seen before. But they were bold enough because the, the, the mother told them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That, that is one key about faith that Mary draw for us. But it has become a challenge for us even to accept that one. Whatever he tells you to do. Wiggles will say, if it, is, if, it is, if, it, if it is him, it is good. Whatever he says, is good. Finish. He said, I don't analyze scriptures. I don't think about scriptures. I do what scriptures say I should do. Raw like that. Raw faith. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Don't think about how it's going to end because you can never think through. Do it. This is how God took advantage of nature, set the laws aside, even the, the, the chemical regulations, set all those ones aside and brought up wine. Hallelujah. It is very important for us to know these things and take advantage of them.
pregnant lady came to the house, our house there, and um, mom was drinking water and handed over the water to her. She said, drink this one and go and give birth. Me, I didn't know about it. I heard it today. Drink this one and go and give birth. And according to the lady, just after taking the water, the child began to do gymnastics on the inside there. And that was it. Went forth and give birth. Just like that. Free of charge. I didn't know. In those days, early days of the Christian life of your pastor, you turn water into blood. I didn't teach you. I didn't. Maybe he heard it, but I didn't teach you. Say, this is the blood of Jesus, and begin to minister with that one. Very early. Age 12. And I've seen those things happening in various places, but you need to believe that what you say is what has happened. What you do, what? What you say is what has happened. There is no oil here. What all that you have is water. Touch it and say it that this is oil for anointing that will destroy the yoke. And you do it and you go. He wants to take advantage of our situation. Pastor Jesh shared a testament with me about six years ago. It just came to me. He was reading one of Pastor Christie's, um, well, maybe listening to the message, and the man shared a testimony. And he left his house, going somewhere, and there was wild wind. It was coming with so much force, and coming, heading towards him. And he said, this is a king's path, you must take your own path. And the wild wind took off, went to the other side. And he said, when the wind passed, he couldn't move. Because he was confused. The thing, the, the thing it, was, it was something that was awesome. He, 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 just, he just could not believe that God was just there. But when you see the wild wind, it says, this witchcraft. Motia, dwarfs. They are smiling for me, fear never. Yes, we mojan kwan. Yes, we mojan kwan. Yes, we mojan kwan. Which now also have a page on Exercise your authority. The Bible says concerning Jesus in Isaiah chapter 7. Sorry, chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6 and 7. I want to just check something with you. Where is it? What is there? Have you found it? Read it for me. Yeah. What translation is that? Good news. New King James. Okay, go ahead. For unto us a child is born. Yeah. Unto us a son is given. Yes. 
and the government will be upon his shoulder mm -hmm. and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god his name will be called wonderful counselor remove the comma there okay his name will be called wonderful counselor yeah mighty god yes everlasting father yes prince of peace of the increase of his government of the increase of his government and peace yes there will be no end there shall be no end upon the throne of david yes over his kingdom yes to order it and establish it with judgment and justice mm -hmm. from from that time for it even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts the zeal of the lord of hosts will, will perform, perform this. Of the increase of his government, his authority, and peace, there shall be no end. No limitation. And the period is forever and ever. Not just in length, but in capacity. And the enormity of it. That is a God who called us from darkness into light and commissioned us to go and do things in his name. So when he said, as the father sent me, even so I send you, go. In the same order. That our authority will not be limited. Not by time, not by situation, not by the elements. It's an authority that, that takes care of every situation. That is what you carry. So you are too heavy. So if it is you alone in a car, the police are qualified to charge you for overload. Because you are heavy. You carry the whole world inside you. You carry the Godhead, the entirety of the Godhead in, on, on your inside. Overload. You are extrapolated. You alone. So when you sit down, your the tire of the car goes down. Don't ask how. It's not because you have eaten, but the ones that people don't see that are inside you are manifesting. The capacity and the extent of dominion is so amazing. Time-wise, material-wise. And he said he has sent us that way. That means that when situations rise against us and we don't fear but we say whatever he has told us to say we'll see results amen I, I, I just want us to come to that level of grace that you become crazy because he said it and that's all they ask you why he said because he said it because what he said it but don't you think he said, I don't think don't you think it's impossible? I don't think, I, I don't have the capacity to think about this issue. It is just one way. He said it, and that is it. He said you are blessed. If he says you are blessed, is there anything that will stop you from being blessed? I said, he said you are blessed. He didn't say you are blessed when it is day, or when it is night, or when there are no challenges. You are blessed. In the midst of hardship, he said you are blessed. 
when the economy is confused, he said you are blessed. You are in a strange land. He said you are blessed. You are blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed everywhere you turn to. Your name is called blessing. You can't be blessing when you are not blessed. Take note of that. And stop looking at yourself with that simplicity of mind. I was passing one church. One lady was praying. Her voice was even louder than everybody. I heard it once. Second time I went there. I tapped there. I said, Mary. We now send for he said, I'm, I'm not worthy. If you're not worthy, go out there. Get worthy and come inside. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, in those days, I was a bit... Um, uh, hallelujah. After the service, she came to me. Daddy. I'm I'm here. Then what else can we do now? Jesus came for you. You, you. Salvation. You didn't get. You received salvation. You are not worthy. Holy Ghost came. You have baptism. You are speaking in tongues. You are not worthy. So when are you going to be worthy? That's leprosy. So don't come and con- what do you call it? Contaminate us. Uh-huh, bro. No, no. That's the one that'll be that'll be if you wanted to prophesy. And the body will be shaking. The body will be shaking like this. And I'm saying, Mary McCoom. Mary McCoom. Ah, so fool. But see, that is what she understood. So that was all. It's a science, science, fatality. It's a language. It's something that we say often, casually, but it's dangerous. So you will see believers, heavy ones, pastors. Not one That's long ago. Why are you still describing yourself in that manner? Like those guys, those, those, that man, 38 years, that, that 38 occupation, 38 years of occupation by, by, by the pool. Yeah. They have no one to take me. To. And, there, and then, as you, as you were singing, as you were singing, if I sing that one, you may cry. Oh. They, 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 they will sing that song with, with such piety and it's so solemn, you will be crying, and you'll be crying. So one day I got angry. And I said, uh, this thing that you have always been saying, that you have no one to take you to the water, and you are crying, and all this one that you've been crying, God never heard you to bring somebody your way, it means what you are saying is not correct. 
What again are you looking for? Why can't you turn this song around and say, I have someone? You don't have anybody. Ah. I said, this place is not for orphans, though. Because those of us who were orphans, when we got born again, we were accepted into the beloved, God's own family. Everybody is your father, everybody is your mother. So stop that. So from today, don't sing it again. And they stopped. When I left that school, later, 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 one of them became pastor. And he said, the only thing he remembers, the period we were there in that school, was that night told them. So anytime he hears the song somewhere, he will tell the same thing. That boy's name is called Livinus. He's a big man now. He has children. He's a big pastor. He's doing great work. Hallelujah. Let us come to understand what we carry. What we what? That is our problem. Sometimes we just, we just let go. And we say things that we shouldn't say. And when we come to ourselves, ah, what's happening now? Let's become very conscious of that one. We have power over nature. Power of what? Nature. Peter said, we have toiled throughout the night as professional fishermen, and we've never caught anything. Now it is daytime. All the fishes have gone away. There's no how you can get it. Jesus said, cast your net. Why? When I call them, they stand together. Cast your net. And that's because he said they should cut the net, all the fishes had to run into the net because he has spoken. So people are not coming to buy your things. I said, the Lord told me that I should do this business. And when I bring the items here, people must buy. When you make that statement, that when I bring my items here, people must buy, people will come and buy. There was one testimony that reigned in the, in the church living for a church for so many years. After foundation school, when one fellow got to know the authority that he carries, he went to the place, he shot early in the morning, and then he lay hands on the various items and commanded them to go out and bring money. And then from morning to evening, nobody came to buy, not one person. And he began to sing, getting ready to leave the place. Quarter to go. A vehicle reversed. A truck just reversed to the front of his um, of and the man came down and he said, I saw I saw that you have this thing. You, how many do you have? He said, as much as can fill about four of these trucks. He said, But your shop is small. He said it's not a shop, it is a reservoir. Where the thing is. It's not this shop. It's, it's not, we are not talking about this shop. We are talking about where the thing is. What did they call the place? Warehouse. It is a warehouse that we are talking about, not this. This one is to announce to people that will sell these things. But people like you, when you need some of, I can give you about four of this truck. I'll fill it for you. So can you have it filled? He said, yes. And that's how they filled the thing for you. Everything that had to do with that, all the accessories were bought from the shop that same moment. The shop became virtually empty last minute he believed in the prayer he believed in the prophecies he had released upon the items he believed in this the, the order go and bring money go and bring money go and bring money and your own is only 12 o'clock 12 o'clock 12 o'clock nobody has come to your shop 12 o'clock 
Oyiri frewa. Me ya be fie kra, me ya ba. Me ba me ba e ni pa akube crazy ya enne. Me hu ade kro, me hu, me hu ade kra esie kra. Obi anto bibia. Hey! Obi anto bibia. Omo ma. Amen. Take charge. Do what? Take charge. Take charge. You stand there and call them from the east to the west, from the north to the south, and direct them to that place. Why? You know the wind heard you, and the wind carried your voice, and people are coming. So you stand and say, They are coming. They are coming. They are coming. I learned something from one of my bishops, Bishop Abuye. When you make utter call, and he said, Friends, they are coming. If you are coming, hurry up and come. The doors are coming from behind there. Plenty of them. You may not get space here. They are coming. Put your hands together. They are coming. Put your hands together. And before you know, the whole place is filled up. Was it a joke? No. Speaking them to being. You speak them into being. Against their will. Against what? Their will. Their will was suspended for them to come to God. The fish ran in there. Peter had never seen his tongue before. That's the kind of thing you are going to encounter. An amazing visitation of God upon your life. And people will be amazed. They will be amazed. They will just be amazed. We are not limited by anything. So don't let us limit ourselves. We have dominion. We have authority. We reign as people who are enthroned by God over our situations and circumstances. So when everything is working against you, don't bow your head, lift up your voice and speak. That's what we shall be doing in this month. Everything will bow. Everything will do what? Everything. My final testimony. I followed my, my mentor to a branch of the full gospel that we were, we were opening in a, a city. We drove to that place and we met the owner of the place and nobody was coming. I looked at the environment, the situation. I almost, I almost talked. I think he was watching me. He said, brother, let's go. Let's go to the back there. They are coming. Let's give them some time to come. And, and we just went and stood behind. And we began to speak, pray in the spirit. And we be, he began to call them. Call the people. Call the people. Call the people. Call. He said, let them come in by the wind. As the quails came in by the wind. And after a while, he said, let's go inside. We went there, the room was full. I tell you. So the altar called, nobody came to the altar. Everywhere was altar. The only person whose hand didn't go up was the owner of the place. And, and brother, and that told me, he said, he said, brother, you know something? That man felt shy to come out. But I know he's among those that got saved today. The next time we went there, his testimony indicated that that was the day he got born again. Looking at it from the whatever, it, there was no hope. Maybe if it were just me alone, I would have carried my kayak 
to go back. But the man had understanding. And he had faith in what the Lord could do. And he called them into being. So you can call situations to being. And the ones that you don't like, when they are coming, dismiss them. Do what? Dismiss them. Just dismiss them. When a man is coming, he says he wants to marry you. You look at him, the Holy Ghost tells you that's not your man. Just dismiss him. Don't insult him. Let him go, but block him from coming to you again. Not by your phone, by your word. Lord, I don't want to see this one again. Let the right person come. You can give the right person a name. You wake up in the morning, you call that right person. I've been waiting for you. So hurry up and come. Stop crying. Stop complaining. Stop telling everybody how many people came and they never came back again. Bring them back. Do what? Where are they coming from? That's your business. You also have the person come. Don't people travel from place to place? Is it wrong that God will send somebody for, because of you, send somebody all the way from Iceland? Ice what? Bring the person to Accra here. And then the person will locate where you live. Or come close to where you work. And in the morning while you are busy going, he's busy waiting for you by the roadside. Or come to church. And see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One Sunday, a pastor walked to our church. And he said, Sir, the Lord told me that my wife is in your congregation. I said, that is nonsense. Who? Which, which is your wife? I said, okay, we are here. Open your eyes and see. At the end of the service, he came with that sister. What was her name? That sister would, would do a lot of cheeks like that. <laughs> Just came with her. So when we were busy praying, the man opened one eye like this. Just pick, pick the person and brought. And that's how they got married. That girl never thought about that day at all. Then it's like, will happen, but God sent somebody. My wife is your congregation. Say you are a bad boy. <laughs> Amen. As I'm talking with you now, the face of the pastor just came to me like that. I had taught him at the Bible school. He came all the way from wherever he was. To carry that girl and they went away and they joined their lives. Somebody is coming for you. Somebody is coming for you. Somebody is coming for you. Every odd, whatever is standing your way, is wrote out in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God.